What's up, Joes, and welcome to episode 116 of the Average Joes MMA Show. I am your host, Jeff Shanahan, and joining me as always, my co-host and host of the Full Heel Podcast, Rafael Chaidez. What's up, brother? What's going on? Ooh-wee, some baby blue. Ooh-wee, take two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I fucked up the intro the first time, so we had to take it again. It was better the first time. It was definitely better the first time, but you won't know that because it disappeared. <laughs> but I'm a man. I'll admit my mistakes. I fucked up. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good, good. Good, good. I guess uh, before we get into things, I'd like to say uh, welcome to those that are listening for the first or maybe the second or third time now because I uploaded a couple episodes. But people joining us from the Loaded Joe's Network on iTunes Welcome to the Average Joe's MMA show. We are all just one big happy Joe's family. Shoutouts to Blake for the opportunity to join his network on iTunes. Uh, we used to have an iTunes account. I won't go into the, the great detail, but some shit happened with a former member of the show. And we lost our iTunes and we were without iTunes for a very long time because iTunes was being a dick and fighting me on everything so Blake's an awesome dude and he reached out and was like yo y'all can y'all can jump on my network it'd be an honor to have you and we're honored to be a part of it so it's pretty it's pretty cool and uh this actually should have taken place a while ago but I'm technologically stupid and was having some issues with with the uploading part of of Blake's server compared to what we just use with uh, SoundCloud, but I got everything figured out. I got the file format I needed figured out, and I uploaded our last three episodes that we did, the two with Ryan, our former co-host, um, yeah, where, we did, where we did our topic discussion, and last week's episode of previewing the card that we're going to break down tonight, so I just wanted to say what's up to everybody that is joining us from the Loaded Joe's iTunes page. Hi, everybody. Let's spark one up. Yeah. Feel free to join the log at home. What's been going on, bro? How you been? Nothing much. Just fucking uh, visiting Toys R Us's before they close around here. But uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. The the sales aren't that crazy. Nothing's really on sale. <coughs> You're not the only person I've heard this from. <coughs> And I'm not really finding anything. I know they've closed certain locations. The thing is, all certain locations aren't by me, or they're closing certain locations where people are getting toys I want to get for like a cent, dude. It's ridiculous. Well, like, I know even here in Muskegon, we're not that big of a market. Our toys are us, from what I've heard. Like, shit's not on sale. Our sale is buy one, get one 40% off. That's the, that's the biggest sale. That's probably something similar to what... Is going because I saw some other people just bitching up a storm about 
um, about how what the fuck is Toys R Us going to do with all these extra toys that are going to be left over there when they close because they can't sell shit. I think they're just going to start pushing them to. If they can't get them for uh, buy one get one forty percent off, I think they're just going to start pushing them to stores that they're trying to keep open as long as possible. Did you did you see KB he, Toys is coming back? No, what the yeah, fuck, bro? KB Toys is coming back. I guess, dude. I, I don't. I don't think a lot of people remember KB Toys. I only remember KB Toys from being in the mall or those square little mall outlet places where they got a little little shops outside. Yeah. But, that's, like, I, I've never seen, like, a standalone store. No, I think, I think, I don't know what they're going to do, but somebody, I saw one of my friends on Facebook post an article about KB Toys coming back. Well, like, what's, what, to, what real toy store is left out there if Toys R Us is gone? I don't know. Because I, I know Walmart and Target have uh, a great selection of, uh, of toys, and they have their own exclusives for, like, Elite's. In the Marvel editions and the or the Legend editions, and then the elites for the WWE toys and shit like that, they got their own exclusives. Right. Toys R Us had their own exclusives, but I do like they're not standalone toy stores. It's not a toy store where it's just a like. Nah. They're missing a lot of the selection that I might not have looked for at Toys R Us, but that Toys R Us has. I haven't. I can't really think. I mean, besides KB, that and they they closed down a long time ago. Um, at least here, uh, I can't think of anything else that's just a standalone toy store. No, like I, I really can't. And it's gonna be cool if it comes back because I, I like Toys R Us, and hopefully they don't close all of them and they wind up just keeping limited stores available. You know, Chicago is a big market, so it won't be too far away from me where I can go check one out on the weekend or something, or every so often. But then again, like I said, they really didn't carry a lot of the stuff I was really looking for. I don't know if it was a matter of uh, scalpers getting to them faster than me or them just not carrying the selection that I wanted. But, you know, sometimes they had shit. Sometimes a lot of the times they didn't. Excuse me. Um, I know they're. (coughs) No, just just yawning. I fucking yawned like mid hit. Made me cough. Um,. I'll tell you the 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 next probably the next type of you know like um oh god I can't think of the word I'm looking for right now um like just store that specializes in one certain thing like Toys R Us did that'll probably be the next to go is like a GameStop I don't know how they make money yeah they make money off of fools that don't know about uh well this replay still makes a little bit of money you know they have to stay open somehow right. But uh, the, they have better deals and prices than, like, a GameStop would. GameStop just tries to take you for whatever you got. Yeah, as far as trade-ins and shit. Yeah. The thing I like and the reason why I still buy games from GameStop as far as, like, new games is because of the fact that I can not only pre-order the game because I can do that for my PlayStation, but PlayStation won't let me make payments. I can basically pre-order the game on Layaway and just pay chunks at a time off on it okay because like for example i bought you know the the new far cry comes out tuesday i pre-ordered that i don't know right after i got ufc so what my next paycheck after i got the ufc game and uh i pre-ordered the fucking hundred dollar edition 
if I would have pre-ordered the hundred dollar edition, I mean, it wouldn't be the hundred dollar edition because it doesn't. If, if I ordered it digitally, but um, even the deluxe edition, like I have to pay that all up at one time. I can't fucking make payments on it. I just have to put a as little as five dollars down on the game at GameStop, and then I just go in and be like, all right, here's twenty more bucks or twenty five bucks or whatever on the game. I like that. I like being able to make payments. Yeah. That's how I bought my Halo. I made my payments beforehand, picked it up on the day of. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. To I got home. I got to pay off the rest of it because I only paid like twenty five. So when I get paid this weekend, I'll have to bite the bullet and pay the rest of the money that I owe, so I can pick it up Tuesday before the Froggy Fresh show. I finally bought the online subscription to Elder Scrolls. I bit the bullet and I did it. They have an online subscription thing. So you pay fourteen ninety nine a month, and you get like uh, you get benefits that I guess the reg, <laughs> the regs don't get the regular people. Don't get. Well, that's so like my, my my main like qualm against the game is when you're you're playing and you're adventuring, and you're collecting items to be able to sell, and you're collecting items to be able to make, you know ingots from ore and shit like that but the thing is you, your pack gets full because right. i i craft food i do everything yeah I, um, I i i try to do everything because people avoid a lot of the crafting aspects and they try to go for a bunch of attacks my guy makes food which sounds really weird but a lot of that food gives them like triple health triple like depending on well like I, my guy's crafting is so badass that it gives them all three aspects for like three hours um, it, it boosts the fuck out of them. That's cool. Yeah, and like my guy's gotten so good at it that I just have to collect a bunch of ingredients and then I just make them and then I just have a bunch. But a lot of people avoid that shit, but it takes up space. Yeah. So I would have to fucking collect shit, go back, collect shit, go back, collect shit, go back, and drop it off and break shit down, which takes time. So it would take fucking half an hour to be like go back, drop your stuff at, off at the bank, break down stuff, go back to the bank, drop off whatever you fucking broke down, and then create stuff, free up space. It just takes so much time. Right. So this, this kind of gives you like a separate bag of infinite where you can put all your crafting stuff that doesn't buy into your fucking regular car- uh, carry stuff. That's and then cool. it, like, it like doubles your bank. And then every month, since you're paying 15 bucks, you get 15,000 points in credits. So eventually, if you keep the subscription for long enough, you'll have enough points to buy all the DLCs. Nice. So it's not that bad. I just have to wait a couple months, and I'll have all the DLCs. And it'll pretty much pay for itself. Like, after, like, well, it does pay for itself, because I'm not really getting anything besides virtual fucking copies of whatever they're giving me. Yeah. See, like... I bought the the season pass because I wanted all for this game because I wanted all the DLC, mm-hmm. and the DLC that's coming with it is pretty fucking sweet. Like, there's a full remastered version of Far Cry Three. Um, there's a zombie mode. There's like four other little mini games that are coming. Like some some other like it's it's worth the fucking money that I paid for it. And I would have had to pay for, I think, more for it separately anyway. So I was just like, oh, fuck it. Get the whole deluxe yeah, package. I, 
I'll I'll see if it's worth it. I, this is pretty much the only game I play, so I'm like, what? Well, it might as well do it. Like, right? I'll be able to buy everything that they have there and l- unlock all the DLC and have a bunch of other story modes to go off of. I'm like, fuck it, I'll just do it. I don't usually buy the season passes for games. I don't like to. Um, in fact, the only deluxe. Well, I bought separately. The first game I ever bought a season pass for was for the Arkham Knight, the last one. Because it was like for whatever forty bucks or whatever it was, you were getting some kind of DLC every month for like six or eight months or nine months or something like that. Like there was just constant every month was DLC coming for that game. So I was like, fuck yeah, that's worth it. But like I rarely ever and then the only time I ever bought pre ordered like a deluxe edition or of anything was for UFC three. Okay. Because the, the champions edition gave you some shit and then you got three days early access. So I got the fucking game on Tuesday, which is when I called into work one day (laughs) sick. So I could fucking play UFC (laughs) three. The only deluxe edition I've gotten of anything is probably the halo helmet. Cause I really wanted the helmet. It's still in my room over there by my games. You'll see it when you come for Bellator. 198, Fedor versus Frank Mir. Saturday, yeah. Saturday, Saturday. April 28th. Yeah, I still got to book my hotel. At Y'all State Arena. Still got to book the hotel. We already got them. Yeah. Uh, um, that's pretty much the only deluxe that I bought for, but it didn't really come with anything that I could think of. No, it was like behind the scenes thing and like... Nah, just that it was just the helmet. There was no like uh, DLC that they were selling me at the time. Right, they weren't that they weren't that far into it. And then, like I've avoided everything else up until now, or I'll later buy it if I really want to. Like and I'm like I played this game. Like, <laughs> like with Elder Scrolls, I was like, yeah. <clears throat> bought the second one, Morrowind, which is like an expansion, but it's a big enough expansion to where it's a second game. So it was another disc. And now all the DLC that they're going to give me the points for are pretty much just expansions that I didn't pay for. Damn. And I could have bought all the points and paid for them, but I'm like, you know what? I'll just pay for the fucking the $15 a month, and I'll eventually just get the points. And I get to reap the benefits of having unlimited space. I don't have to keep going back and forth. It's pretty sweet. It's actually kind of worth it just with the space availability. Like, because the crafting items take up so much fucking space. Fuck yeah, yeah. You got to do not a, probably nearly as much crafting as you as you do in in those games, but you do some crafting and stuff in uh, um, Far Cry, like building stuff, making stuff from animal pelts and shit like that. Or this does it too, but this one starts making food. So come on. But like I said, it, it people avoid it, but if you actually max it out. It, pretty helpful yeah yeah once once i maxed it all out i had more storage for ammo and shit too because it's basically like my ammo bag and my money bag and shit and whatever i don't remember it was all for far cry 4 i played the shit out of far cry 4 if you haven't played far cry 4 do yourself a favor do it there's something new but man i I wish toys r us would have done something to try to stay alive if you're gonna if you're gonna start with a new game, jump in and get Far Cry Five when it you know at some point after it comes out, then go back, then go back. 
Call of Duty's dead, right? They haven't been able to recapture their glory. No, they. I think World War Two's been doing pretty good, but I don't oh, okay. know the, the last one. This, this current one. I haven't played Call of Duty, like seriously played Call of Duty since Call of Duty Black Ops Two, for the fucking last gen. I might have enjoyed Ghost on the last gen. I didn't play Ghost. I was still playing uh, two, and then. The two fucking future ones came out, and those were both shit. I didn't buy any of those. Advanced Warfare? I didn't buy Advanced advanced or Infinite. Um, I didn't buy either of them. Yeah, with the fucking jetpacks? Yeah. My nephew had it, and I played it for a little while, and it just used to piss me off because I was like, this isn't fucking Halo. You're not yeah, I was to... about to say, I'm like, this is Halo. This is like, why? If I want to play Halo, I'll go play Halo. Yeah, but I you think... have like a shield boosters yeah. and like abilities. World War Two goes. I mean, you're, it's World War Two, so there ain't shit. Yeah, I'm a shotgun guy. I, I want a shotgun and I want to run around. I've heard it's really good. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Me either. But I've heard it's really good. A lot of people I know are, have played it or are playing it still and like it. Um. I used to play a lot of Call of Duty, but and I couldn't get into Battlefield. I tried. My brother's all into the new games. I should ask him. They tried. I tried to play because, like, a bunch of my friends that I watched the fights and stuff with, they all started playing Battlefield One last year, and I, I played it at my friend's house, and I just couldn't get into it. The matches were too fucking long. Like matches would go for like twenty fucking minutes. I don't need that shit. <laughs> it's too much time in my life. They they all get mixed up for me now, just because I haven't played any of the new ones, like Far Cry, Battlefield. All those names kind of like meshed up into one. See, like Far Cry, Destiny. Far Cry isn't like like, like Destiny, Halo, Battlefield, Call of Duty. They're all pretty similar. I mean, Far Cry is a first-person game, but it's not really a first-person shooter. It's like, I would say Far Cry is like more like a GTA, where you're okay. you're in an open world, and like in the last one, you were in India, and you were trying to overthrow this fucking government with this rebel band that your parents used to belong to. And so, like, you would go through the woods and you'd have to go hunting or you, you know, would go take down fortresses and, like, try to kill guys without... I got really good with a fucking, like, bow and arrow and this automatic crossbow so I could snipe dudes from with those from fucking forever away and never get alarm shot off and shit. But it's not like an online... Not like a big online game where you play a bunch of people and it, you're just out on missions and shit. Elder Scrolls can be a big online one if you got a bunch of friends. I kind of just play it on my own. I kind of lone wolf it. Yeah. But you could have a crew and like a whole fucking a guild, and you could be the guild leader and have like a fuck ton of people in your guild and be the lead. But I already got a podcast. I'm not trying to do all that shit. I'll play it. I barely play any games online, really. Like, I'll go online every so often in UFC and fight, but like, I never go online and play Madden. Fuck that shit. 
Yeah, I haven't played Madden forever. I'm not trying to get my ass kicked and fucking be made to feel bad about myself by some 15-year-old talking shit. Mm-hmm. I haven't played Madden in years. If I want that, I'll play Call of Duty. Call of Duty was the best shit talking. The I best. get challenged in uh, Elder Scrolls, but you never get challenged by someone your own skill level. It's always like dude, the dudes that are so much higher than you or like... Uh, dude, that's all low, and I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to fight you. You're all weak, and I'm, I'm trying to get my ass kicked. Yeah, we used to have. So a, I just go into the open world. We used to have a crew, of dude. Like for Black Ops Two, we had like a crew that we all kind of ran together and played a bunch because we all worked like second shift ish jobs. Like I was working in the restaurant, so I'd get home at like ten, eleven o'clock at night, and then we'd all just be, get online and fucking end up linking up and running <laughs> we played a french canadian fucking white supremacist team one time god damn dude like every time they would kill you like you, you'd get like that quick little second where your opponent could come on and they'd like fucking with their french accents would say white power so in the lobby we were all just talking all kinds of shit to them and we fucking wrecked the fuck out of them i need to switch it up a little bit but i just bought the subscription so it's probably not gonna happen but I should get a different game so I could play. Far Cry. You should get a different system. Get you a PS fucking 4. Nah. <laughs> good. You See, why do you got to bring the systems in? And we're having a nice conversation. <laughs> hey, remember when you attacked me for fucking Audio Slave? Yeah. That was Ryan, and I just, I, it was a mob mentality. You started it. Ryan, nah, Ryan ran with so. it, and then Ryan fucking jumped down my throat about Michael Jackson. Nah, I think it was Ryan on both of them, bro. I just listened to that shit on my way to work this morning. <laughs> you helped. <laughs> I helped, but it wasn't me. It was that mob mentality, bro. I got caught up. <laughs> I didn't see you jumping in on me on Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's because I like Michael Jackson. That's so right, because wanna... Michael made fucking Thriller. Fuck you, too. I don't know if he did that shit. Not you, but you two, the band. Exactly. I don't know if they did that shit. He got acquitted twice. What am I supposed to think? I mean, obviously. No, OJ, he did that shit. Uh, OJ admitted he did that shit. Oh, yeah. You see that fucking interview, dude? Yeah, that shit was fucked. Yeah. But remember, it's all hypothetical. It's like, motherfucker, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you talking about? Now, we got to remember, it's all hypothetical. My friend Charlie, like, shut the f- dude, what do you mean your friend Charlie? But if I did it, this is how I would have done it. Yeah. Oh, exactly how the murder took place. What a piece of shit. OJ sucks. But Michael Jackson, he was just he was just weird. Do you do you believe that theory that uh Joe Rogan has that he's a castrato? That they chemically castrated him as as a kid to keep his voice intact? I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. I have no idea, dude. You never heard of that? No. Uh, that uh, one of the doctors had come out or one of the doctors that was prescribing him whatever. Joe talks about it all the time that uh, he thinks he's a castrato, that they chemically castrated him, that there's kids like that that they... That they did that to an like opera singer kids back in the day in Italy or whatever, 
they would chemically castrate them to keep their voices so it wouldn't alter at puberty. Don't his kids look like him, though? I don't know. I'm pretty sure, like, at least the older two look like him. Kind of. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Well, what do you mean look like him? Like, when when he was black or when he fucking got plastic surgery and turned white? Because <laughs> there's two different looks. <laughs> I don't know. They just have fucking... Their facial Jackson structures. Features. Yeah, they have Jackson features. I don't know. It's a tricky one. I don't fucking know. I could be wrong. I haven't seen a picture of them in fucking a long time because they just faded into the goddamn limelight. You got brothers. Well, there's. Well, he's got. Yeah, he's got his whole family, but. Yeah, but I'm. I'm saying like he could have used their sperm. I'm like, hey, let me get some sperm, Jermaine. <laughs> I need some kids. <laughs> <clears throat> Those kids ain't Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, bro. You never know. It could be Tito's. They ain't Tito's. Nobody's having kids with Tito. <laughs> Tito's the one Jackson nobody gives a fuck about <clears throat> besides Latoya. Mm. Poor Tito. Tito always got shit on. It's Dude, like, you were a big Jackson 5 fan, right? Or just Michael Jackson in general? Both. I grew up, <laughs> I mean... Like my earliest memories of music was that like that I connected with was like was Thriller because I was I was born the same year. So like, I mean not not like as a baby or anything like that, but you know like I remember being a kid when I was little. Like Thriller was, was the first album that I had, so it started there, but. I grew up, my dad was a, a DJ at an oldie station, so I grew up listening to a lot of fucking the Jackson 5, especially early Jackson, like, you know, the Motown Jackson 5 stuff. Yeah. Dude, he was a fucking beast, man. Yeah. Like, we have a lot, we have a bunch of child stars now, so, you know, it's the ordinary now in Hollywood to have them, so kids these days grow up seeing a ton of them, but he was the first, One wasn't of, he? Um... I don't know about the first, but um, the best definitely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you had like you had like sitcom star kids mm-hmm. back in the day too, but someone that could sing and have talent like that, right, right. Oh, well, yeah, as Don, a kid, Donny Osmond, bro. Yeah, right. I guess, but he was after the Jacksons. Yeah, yeah, no, and my, Michael fucking had such a powerful voice as a fucking kid. Yeah, dude. As like a five-year-old kid. He was hitting motherfuckers with that shit, with them pipes. Just smacking you in the face. Yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. Fucking go back and listen to ABC and uh, watch you back and shit. Shit'll fucking pop you. That's why I didn't attack you, bro. That's good. I'm glad. I, I didn't even. I didn't even get to get it. I was. God damn it! I didn't even get to get into anything about Michael because I just got pissed and I was like, "Fuck yeah, this!" You I'm skipped done. over right away. I was like, "I'm done," because I wasn't gonna argue. I wasn't trying to have an argument. Fucking Ryan. God damn it. 
Flying Ryan. Flying Ryan. <laughs> Fucking attacking me for picks and spoiling my goddamn fight results. <laughs> You're telling me, right? Oh, Ryan, I love you. That happens, though, because, like, a lot of times Ryan will be a couple of seconds ahead of me on the fight cards, yeah. and he'll get super excited, and he just – or even, like, minutes sometimes that, my, and like we'll just like text me and i'm like i'm i haven't i haven't gotten there yet right that, that's why when you mentioned like we can do fight companions and yeah. i'm like well, I, uh, I thought about uh, that after the fact after i said i'm like i rather i'm like i rather do a a results show i'm like that, that kind of would work a lot better because i, I think it was one of your guys's or Ky, no it wasn't no Kyle, it, it was, was ryan and dave but i wasn't yeah. on it i was a, yeah. that was the weekend i was gone to, to yeah Ryan was like, "Yeah," and they would be like, "Oh shit, what happened? Did something happen?" Yeah, and then and then be like, "Oh shit," and then it's like, "Oh, it's kind of anticipating it." Mm-hmm. So no, I'm like, well, I'm like, well, we can that do it was, after." That was after high. The- those were high thoughts, Raphael. That's all. That was just high thoughts. I was really stoned when I mentioned that, and yes. wasn't thinking about how horrible it would work out. I was your banting this week. It was good. We got a, had a little recording session and practiced for not swearing for the Froggy Fresh show. And practice again on Wednesday. I mean, it's not really practice. It's just more so like running through the songs and going, hey, remember, don't swear here. And it's mostly for myself because like a lot of the songs that we do, we've been doing for like we've done for a really long time. So... I don't think about it on stage. It's just autopilot. Like I have newer songs too, but even those, like I've done them, you know, so many times or practiced them so many times and shit. Like I don't have to think about the lyrics. It just goes. Yeah. And now when we're trying to think about not swearing, like you actually have to sit and think about the bars coming up ahead, especially when we were the first couple of times we were doing it. And it's just like sometimes you don't even think about it. It's just autopilot. And you just go and you say the words and then you it's like, oh, oh shit, damn it. And you swear more. Do you think you're going to swear? No. No. No, I'll be all right. I hope you can't hear this fucking dog barking. I'm going to go kick it in the head. I can hear it a little, but I'm not worried about it. I don't care. It's not bothering me and it's not like super loud. Uh, it's bothering me. Well, <laughs> it's probably because it's closer to you. I'm not really hearing it, so it's not bothering me. We don't condone it. animal violence on the average Joe's. Oh, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that there wasn't a dog here at my house that belonged to nobody in this house over the weekend that I didn't want to kick. Those were honest feelings. I thought we were in the trust tree, and you kind of just left me out there. I'm sorry. I'm just fucking with you. I was sympathizing and was just saying that I I felt the same way. So I can't really say anything because I wanted to kick this dog in the head. Because I'd never kick a dog in the head. I wouldn't either, but I wanted. I'd to. get blood on my shoes. <laughs> this dog is fucking was racist and barked at everything. Yeah, if it was a racist dog, then I'd kick it in the head. Dude, there's, seriously, I think this dog is racist. The last time it was here, it's my cousin's son, my nephew's dog or whatever. So sometimes when he <laughs> comes on the weekends and his mom's got to work or whatever, that stupid dog comes here. 
And uh, the first time it came over, it was here for the last pay-per-view. So I had a bunch of people over. And <laughs> every time my friend Jeremy would get up to go like into the kitchen to get something, this dog would go fucking crazy. And your friend Jeremy is? Black. Okay, so your dog hates black humans. Yes. Because <laughs> dogs could hate white humans because they could just hate humans. Yeah. No, this dog, I mean, he barked at everybody, but he went hard at Jeremy every time. So we, mm -hmm. we came to the conclusion that, He's racist that the against... dog is racist. And then the kids. What a and... fucking prick. Yeah. I scolded him so many times because he's just like, a, it's a little, uh, it's a fucking dachshund. They suck anyway. Mm hmm. It's a little dachshund dog. But I scolded him like, I'm like, Andy, you're... The fuck was that? That was Joey Diaz saying, what the fuck? Did you change your text tone? <laughs> no, that's just a different one. I don't know. I don't know what that one is. It's a notification of sorts. <laughs> I've never heard that one. I've only ever heard, fuck you, lady. It's, it's Joey, what the fuck, dog? Look at you. <laughs> but yeah, I scolded the dog about being racist and how nobody's cool with it. And apparently yeah. he didn't listen. So that happened. Probably voted for Trump. By the way, Ryan, I'm just busting your balls. I love you. Even though you sometimes spoil the endings of fights. Oh, I ignore everything during fights. If you guys message me, I'm not going to answer back. Sorry. <laughs> if was... anyone messages, if anyone messages me during fights, I don't answer back. I'm podcasting. Message me on fucking on uh, on on YouTube. That's one thing though. You're doing something. I'm just watching the fights. Yeah. And usually, I'm watching the fights with my friends stoned as balls. And sometimes I have my phone in my hand because I'm either was like looking at something on Twitter or had Twitter open. And all of a sudden, my Facebook Messenger goes off. Sometimes I I won't really do anything on Facebook, but sometimes I'll tweet shit during the fight. Like, while I'm on, you know, I'll be on Twitter. Not really play-by-playing things, but just, yeah. you know, every I'll so message often. The, I'll message the links out there of my YouTube. That's about it. I try to close them off. Again, but you're doing something, so that's understandable. Yeah. I'm not doing shit but watching fights and getting high with my friends. Well, me too. I just turn the cameras and the mics on. Right. Like, but you're doing something. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just watching fights. Yeah. And, and wait, let me, let me, let me, let me get this off my chest. Do it. My fucking friends. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were gonna go. I was. I'm, I'm down for it. Airing no, grievances. Um, I, I guess they've just been busy. Um, they're, they're probably gonna come around for the Khabib. Uh, Tony fight, they're probably going to want to come around for that one. Of course, you know. of course they are. It's a big card. Because it's the big well, guess fight. what? They better get the cha-cha-cha-ching out. Well, <laughs> like, Frankie's going to come through with money and Bud. Nero's going to come through with money and Bud. They're, they're consistent. Yeah, the other people that haven't hit me up, they're probably not going to come through anyway. That haven't hit me up in a while, so. I think it worked. I think me stopping from smoking them out and giving rides and doing everything and catering to people has worked. They stopped hitting me up. Shows their true colors. Yeah, you figure people out. Yep. You figure people out. Yep. But I've had more weed. It's amazing how that happens, huh? Yeah, right? You save save more money, you buy more figures. Like, I've been to Toys R Us, and I've been buying more figures. I didn't show you, right? I opened that, that Spider-Man, the 12-inch Spider-Man. I opened them up because I got a second one. Oh, word? Yeah. 
He's fucking sick. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited as fuck. He's already posed over here on top of the other one. He's hanging upside down off a web. He's That's sick. Fuck yeah, dude. And I'm then, do ex- you know those little metal fucking statue things I like? The yeah. Marvel ones? Yeah, yeah. I got the I got the actual real Spider-Man instead of the black suit stealth Spider-Man. Oh, nice. So, such a fucking nerd. Dude, whatever. So am I. I, <laughs> I went to Target, too, and I picked up Ray for my Ky- uh, Kylo, because I had Kylo. Yeah. So I got Kylo and Ray. Opened that bitch up. <laughs> nice, dude. Lightsaber, gun, and staff. I was gonna pick up Luke, but he didn't have a lightsaber. What? Yeah, they were ten bucks each. I should have picked up Luke, but I'm like, you don't got a lightsaber, dude. Yeah, fuck that. If he ain't got a lightsaber. Yeah, he didn't have anything. He just had like a fabric His robe. Yeah. yeah, and like the robot hand. But that was it. And I'm like, yeah, you don't even come with anything. He should have been twenty bucks. He was on sale for ten, but I'm like, I'll just take Ray and Spider Man. Fuck it. Must have picked up a badass Vegeta. You talking my language? Cause like I can already tell you. Oh shit, son! Fucking Infinity War comes out the week I'm coming down. Ha <laughs> ha Yeah, right. I just it, I just realized. Well, because tickets went on sale last week for the opening night, and I already bought my tickets. Mm-hmm. But it they moved the I didn't know they moved the date up, and it comes out April 26th or 27th or whatever. Damn! So you're gonna see it and then come down to Chicago. How's that going to work out? What do you mean, how's it going to work out? Are you going to see it the day before you come to Chicago? Or... Yeah. Damn, you lucky bastard. I'm probably going to see it that Sunday. So don't spoil it for me. Have I spoiled anything for you that I saw before you? Well, I'm going to spoil it for you right now. I think uh, I think the Avengers win. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. What if he gets all the stones, bro? <laughs> no, of course like, I'm not. Like gonna... People, people I'm... didn't want to spoil uh, Game of Thrones, and I'm like... Go ahead. I'm not going to remember any of this. I'm like, this is, I'm like, I don't know anything what's going on. I'm like, you could say whatever you want. This isn't registering. It's all pink, pink, pink. I don't remember anything and, and when I when I saw it. <clears throat> yeah, man. I, I actually didn't even think about the fact that it was the same until just now. I just went on autopilot when I got a text alert from my cinema that was like, tickets are on sale for... Infinity War. Yeah, I was confused. I wasn't even thinking about it. Yep. <laughs> I jumped online and bought those real quick. <laughs> I might have to wait a week. Just because shit gets super packed over here. I'll just do the morning show. Yeah, do the Sunday morning after I go home. Yeah. Then head up head up that uh that toy store. At this Cal toy store. Worked with the nephews. Yup. Yeah, dude. I'm excited for Infinity War. I'm excited for that weekend. Yeah. And and Infinity War. I'm excited for that. That's what I was getting to when I was thinking about that. I'm excited for hey, that weekend. Dude. So, Bellator. Well, you get here Friday, so we get to podcast, have some pizza, or the steak sandwiches. Sandwich. Saturday, we get to go to the uh, Bellator. Yep. Sunday is... Well, no, I'm wrong. I was going to say it's WrestleMania. It's the Habib and for uh, Habib versus Ferguson fight, and then the next day after that is WrestleMania. That's what I'm excited the for. First, the first weekend in April? Yeah, back-to-back, boom, boom. That's what's Fucking up. UFC's WrestleMania, and then WrestleMania, WrestleMania. 
Nice. Might have That'd to be sick. Might I might even restart my subscription for a month to watch WrestleMania. We all right, maybe or they'll throw me a free one and I'll be like, yeah. I'm excited for this WrestleMania. I don't even know what's going on. You got AJ Styles versus Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke, I would watch that. I would watch WrestleMania for that match alone. Then we have Brock Lesnar versus uh, Roman Reigns for the Universal Title. That's probably gonna be the top top match. Yeah, I don't care about that match. And then we have Asuka versus Charlotte Flair, the streak versus the title. That one's gonna be an interesting fight. I, I'm I'm interested for that one. I like both Charlotte and Asuka. Mm. Uh, triple threat match. We have The Miz, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title. I watched Finn. Uh, Braun Strowman's going to be two-on-one for the tag team titles. <laughs> Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. That huge-ass motherfucker. You know who I'm talking about, right? I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting WrestleMania. I'm excited for it. Isn't Ronda on the WrestleMania with... with uh, yeah, that match Kurt? too, but... That match too. That match is gonna draw so many fucking eyes on this WrestleMania alone. I'm just glad that they did a match where it's not gonna affect anyone's storyline. It doesn't affect any of the women right now, and they're gonna give her. I hope to give her a gradual build. And now with Oscar leaving Raw, she's not gonna interfere with Oscar's streak. So I believe. Here you go. Here my official prediction. Oscar's gonna beat. Charlotte for the, the uh, WWE Women's SmackDown title, women's title. And then Ronda's just going to stay on Raw and dominate Raw. And eventually you'll see Asuka versus Raw in the future. Hmm. Or Asuka versus Ronda, sorry, versus Raw. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I might just watch WrestleMania for the fuck of it. Just for that uh, Shinsuke and. AI yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, I should save this for. A, Full Hill Podcast, but Daniel Bryan's cleared to wrestle. I saw that WWE today. And by doctors. So that's going to be interesting because now we have the potential of seeing. They still won't push Daniel Bryan. No, not how he deserves to be pushed. No. Even I know that, and I didn't even watch his fucking era, but I always heard everybody talk about fucking Daniel Bryan never getting the push. He's the only wrestler I've met, and he's the only wrestler I've had signed a figure when I've started collecting. Have, have I told you the story of when I met AJ Styles? No. At the ROH show? No, I met him at a car show thing. Oh, car, okay. Car convention thing for like, I don't know, cool cars. But I went to go see Daniel Bryan. I stood in, I stood in line for like two, three hours. And uh, we were cut off because he was going to leave after a certain point. So some lady stood in line and like, Blocked us off, and the line continued. And he was, and uh, he was almost finished. And um, he was going to take a picture with the lady that cut us off with all her, you know, her security guards or whatever, which were all ladies. So you know, me being a wrestling fan, we start. I started yelling at Daniel Bryan, I'm like, "Hey, Daniel Bryan!" I'm like, "I just want your autograph, bro." I'm like, "We don't even need a picture." And then we're all like, "Yes, yes!" And the crowd gets behind me. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and then he turns around and fucking heals us and goes, no, because he, he had a thing where he would go, no, no, no. So he hit us with that, but we knew he was fucking kayfabe in us. Cause you know, he's a wrestler. Right. So he's, he's like, all right. He's like, um, I'm just going to come by and sign everyone's thing. And then I'm out of here real quick. Cause I'm like, we just want your autographs. We don't even need a picture. 
He was like, all right, I'll just sign your things and I'm out of here. And uh, I took his picture as he was walking towards us signing shit. And then he signed my figure. He's up there somewhere. You'll see him when you get when you come. Fuck yeah. My favorite figure. But he's my favorite wrestler. Well, Razor Ramon and then him. Because this guy's fucking a badass person to his fans. Because I've heard multiple stories where... He even like when he's walking in, he'll stop and he'll fucking sign a bunch of shit and then just go in, not even have, having to. And I've heard him talk on talk as Jericho, and he's like, I can't. He's like, I feel really bad if I leave fans hanging. He's like, I feel like I gotta give him something. He's like, I feel like I owe him something. That's cool. Cool guy. I've uh, I'm more familiar with his work in ROH than I was with him in the WWE. I came towards the tail end of his career. But I got to see him win the the two titles at WrestleMania 30, I think it was. I just saw some old fucking matches of like him and Punk. Who the fuck's messaging me? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we should uh, we should probably get to the card since we've been uh, been going for 45 minutes and. God damn! All talked, right. Haven't talked any MMA. <laughs> Bro, I'm gonna call you all right here. I'm going to call you out. What are you, you calling? You didn't watch the fights live, bro. I didn't watch the fights live. You don't have to call me out. I didn't. I already admitted I was in the fucking studio and practicing. I, I don't watch the... There's times I don't watch the fights live. No, what was good about this one, they were all on fight pace. What, what did you think of the card after watching it? Um, It was okay. I actually really liked it. I thought it was, I mean, there was some, I, I didn't see the most of the prelims. I just watched some highlights of them. So, but, um, you know, the, the fights weren't boring. Like, all the decisions and stuff were, were good. The, they were good paced fights. It wasn't a lot of bullshit, so. I thought it was a really good card because we got to see a lot of young talent. And a lot of young talent came through in a big way. They got finishes. Yeah. I mean, Volkov fucking knocking out Fabricio to close the card out. Leon Edwards getting a nice. Yeah, Leon Edwards getting the decision win. With a second left. Bird and Will Phillips was I mean, young as well. Edwards but, you was going to win that fight anyway. Yeah, Danny Roberts had a nice win. Paul Craig. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah, so we want to talk about some Verdum Volkov. Cajun Cajun Johnson. Yeah, a lot of a lot of young guys, and that's they've been trying to put a lot of younger guys on these on these cards lately. Like like we talked about with the last pay per view with Sean O'Malley getting on the third spot in the <clears throat> the third spot on the card. And Cody Stamen getting up there and the shit. You know, they're they're trying to feature these younger younger guys to try to build and, and ladies to try to build more stars because they need to try to start building more stars because their pay per view numbers were shit last year. And their mm-hmm. pay per view well, numbers have been shit in two thousand and eighteen so far. Yeah, well if you look at this one, like Verdum, Volkov, all right, I'll take it. But main event, mm. For an FS1 or for a 
uh, fight uh, or fight pass. I get it. Okay, cool. But Jan versus Manoa, just on paper, it's a rematch. So people aren't going to want want that. And then after that, it drops off for people that don't watch MMA or don't aren't interested in just watching fights. I'm interested in just watching fights. Like, yeah, names are are cool. They draw me to to want to buy the pay per views and want that. I'm still gonna watch them. Right. I'm still gonna watch them. I'm still gonna watch all the 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 undercard and everything else. But I'm just gonna watch fights just because for the hell of it. And this this one right here, stumbling on this card, is a badass fucking card. Well, that's the thing. So opinion. so like, you know, people that didn't watch the card but they catch highlights of. Um, of Danny Roberts, and they see the knockout, and they're like, "Oh, okay." So the next time Danny Roberts comes up, they're they're thinking they're like, "All right, I'm gonna check this guy out." The next time he fights, it's it's not gonna be. I mean, especially, it's not gonna be a fast paced build. Like, I mean, they're gonna try to push some of these kids like Sean O'Malley and stuff like that. You know, and what they did with Page and Sage and. They're gonna try to push the the kids that are marketable and stuff, but it's it's gonna be a slow build up with some of these guys. But they're trying. At least I give them the credit of trying. But they gotta start doing a better job of putting them onto cards where they're gonna get eyeballs. Yeah, it's just refreshing to see good talent. Yeah, absolutely. Good young talent coming up in the heavyweight division. Volkov's only twenty nine. Yep. But I think he's gonna hit a wall soon. Oh unless yeah. He- Upgrade his wrestling. Yeah. His defense wasn't bad. No, I mean, but he... Verdum's wrestling isn't all the way there. Verdum was using uh more of a sweep or a trip to or uh, a sweep trip or a drag down into a guard instead of just a, a shoot. He was going for a shot and was... I think it might have worked like the first time, but he got his he got three takedowns in the fight and they happened for two in the first and one in the th- in the second. And then, Dude, Verdum had some badass uh, fucking technique in this uh, in this fight against Volkov. I think the first one was more of a a sweep, and then the second one, he went for the right leg, but Volkov was already anticipating Verdum's game after the first takedown, so he was defending some of the takedowns. And then when Verdum went for this one, he kind of tried to stuff it, and Verdum tried to tuck under under the leg and go for a sweep. Yep. Try to take this guy's back, but Volkov kind of was like, oh, shit, he's going for something. And he tried to block it, so Verdum kind of just pushed him over and uh, jumped into this guy's guard, got the sweep. And then later on, he did it again, where he, he dives, for, or he, he, he grabs a leg, and then he, he tries to tuck under. But this time, he went all the way under completely and took Volkov's back. Dude, some of this technique by him was masterful. It was incredible. I was super impressed. I don't know if you caught any of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I paid close attention to that fight. Um, but I don't. I, I give credit to Volkov's takedown defense because he he, he adapted sh- very well. Yeah. He, I mean, he shut him Verdun down. Hit him with, yeah. Verdun would hit him with it, and then he would adapt to it. He was like, "All right, I know what he's coming with." After After Volkov got taken down the second or the first time in the in the second round. The last time, you know, and then he stuffed st- uh, six straight takedown to- attempts. Yeah, well, that, that's when Verdum had to get tricky and had to start tucking under and had to go for the sweep. 
because Volkov is like, I'm not going, I'm not falling for the same trick, dude. Um, yeah, but, but Volkov's absolutely going to hit a wall. Yeah, I think his wrestling, I, I think someone's going to be able to take him down and control him at will and put him against the cage and fuck him up there. And I don't think he's going to be able to have an answer to that. Yeah, Kane would do that to him. Yeah, Kane would do that to him. Stipe would do that to him. Um, he's not getting that far though, dude. He'd have he'd had trouble. I think he'd had trouble with Curtis Blades. Probably because Blades will just wrestle fuck him. Yeah, just take him down a hundred times. But at least we have a name and we have a contender up there, and maybe and maybe he can prove us wrong and show us a little bit of uh, wrestling defense. Next time he fights, I'm going to check out him versus a wrestler, but I don't think he's fought too many wrestlers in the UFC. Um, let's look at who he's fought. Like, I don't have the fucking World Wide Web in front of me. Uh, oh, yeah, he fought Nelson Johnson and Stefan Struve. And Johnson yeah. took him down once, and he took Johnson down once, and Roy Nelson took him down one time. But, yeah, Volkov was very, very patient, and he stuck to a very, very he not did. simple game plan. But uh, it was I'm stuffing this. I'm gonna try to stuff this guy's takedowns and use my fundamentals up top and land my combos. Well, he knew he didn't want to go to the ground with him. Uh uh-uh. And that that's where Verdum wanted it because well, of course he did. Volkov. Well, Verdum has been very confident lately in his previous fights, standing with anybody and everybody. He stood with Stipe. He's, he's He's still with a lot of people. Like, yeah, throwing but he, their power out the window, he's like, I don't care. And sometimes he's got knocked out for it. Yeah. He's, he he felt Volkov's power early on after the first takedown when they got up. He hit him with an uppercut. I think it was an uppercut um, right right uppercut and then a left hook. And it stunned him at first. I don't. Uh, do you remember when they got up and Redoom shelled up? Yeah. Yeah, because he got caught a couple times, and this guy hit him with a bunch of combos, unanswered combos, where Verdun was just shelling up, and this guy started throwing uppercuts. He closed his eye off in that first exchange. Yeah. He... After after the takedown, he, he caught him with an uppercut that closed his eye. Like, one shot fucked up his eye. Yep. He hit him with Those the bottom. Them, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. He, it was like early, early in the fight, he hit him in the bottom of the eye, and that swelled up. And then later, he caught the top of it. And that was starting to swell up by the third round. They were afraid to fight the – or going into the third round, the they were, like, afraid. The commentators were talking about being afraid that it was going to close up and they were going to stop the fight. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Volkov was landing landing a lot of combos there. And uh, Fabricio was just trying to get the takedown, and Volkov was just fainting, fainting, because every time he, every time he committed to the, to the combination – Verdum would try to get the takedown. Well, I mean, he would just shoot for the takedown. No matter how comfortable he is on his feet training with somebody, 110% his, his jits is always going to be there. Yeah. So no matter if the fight starts going bad on the feet, which he was not doing great. I mean, he figured it out later, but the first early in the fight, like you said, Volkov closed his eye with one shot. 
Yeah, he snapped his head back nasty with an uppercut. You see, if you go back and you watch that uppercut that closed his eye, you see Verdum's head snap back nasty. Yep. Like, dropped him. It just, it was not. <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, Verdum's number one game plan usually is just try to sub. That's always what's there. And he's like, if I'm comfortable boxing, we can box. And he had, he had some good shit, dude. I had him winning at least the first two rounds. The third round, um, I think I could have given it to him. Then the fourth, Volkov came on heavy. And it, it's not that Volkov was losing him completely. He was coming forward. He was striking. He was using a lot of feints. But every time he did, he did commit to something. Like, Verdum won the first round completely. Oh, yeah. He, he controlled him 100%, like, for almost four minutes. Second round, I think he had control for, like, half the round. And Volkov was controlling the other... The first half, but he really didn't land anything. Two and a half, oops, two and a half minutes of control in the second for mm-hmm. for Doom. Three forty nine in the first, and then the third. I think it was a lot more even. I'm not sure exactly how much Volkov took for Doom down once and controlled him for fifty three seconds. And I mean, there weren't a ton of strikes thrown later in the fight. No, thirteen. It, it was 10. it was a lot of fainting because. Like I said, every time Volkov committed to striking, Verdum was trying to take him down, and Vol- Volkov didn't want to go down because he already had been swept and his back had been taken. The thing is, Verdum got a little bit antsy and went for the armbar and lost position, my friend. You got to establish the position and then go for the submission, my friend. But he didn't do that. He just got a little bit antsy, went for the submission, and Volkov knew what was going on and got out of there. And uh, both times that he got to the floor and had him in dangerous positions, he got antsy, and Volkov knew what was going on. He was patient. He, he was patient yeah. when he went for that Kimura. Mm-hmm. But it was mostly because he didn't want to tire himself out right before the end of the round. He knew the round yeah. was almost over. But as soon as you heard that clapper go off, he started Volkov trying to yank very, on very it. Volkov was very patient the whole fight, even in the striking game. Dude. He was <laughs> yeah. He was fainting, and he was picking his spots. And, and it was working for him because eventually he – that first combo that closed his eye is almost exactly the same combo that put out Verdum. When when he got up and Verdum came at him, this guy, I think, threw an uppercut. The, I don't know if the uppercut hit or not, but then he caught him with a right and dropped him, and then when he came down, he hit him with two more shots. I don't think the second shot on the floor needed to happen, but he got him with it. <laughs> Stiffened him right up. Volkov picks up performance of the night for that KO. Fucking UFC's website has not updated their rankings since March 5th. So that's cool. Super. But that, that's going to shoot up Volkov. Oh, yeah. It has to. Was sitting at seven going into it. I would think he's going to land somewhere four or five. He's probably going to knock. He might jump just straight to three, but does he jump Mark? Well, he probably would jump Mark Hunt, but he, does he jump Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades? I don't think so. He beat the number three guy. Him versus Derek Lewis would be pretty good because I, I think I was Ngannou and oh no, Overeem and Blades is booked, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. free. They're probably gonna do Ngannou, Derek Lewis. Because uh, Ngannou came out saying, talking, he's like, I heard this guy's been talking shit. I'm back now. What's up? Yep. 
And then he called out Brock Lesnar, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take my money. Hey, let Brock Lesnar finish WrestleMania, baby. He's got Roman Reigns to worry about. The big dog. The big dog in the yard. Fuck Roman Reigns. If I'm Brock, I would be focusing on fighting Francis Ngannou and maybe being afraid. Because that's a big man that hits really hard. You don't like to get punched in the face. Uh, I'm kind of more scared for Ngannou. Oh, yeah. Brock's going to take him to the fucking crowd. 100%. He'll probably dump him, too, on his head. Or he's going to get fucking caught, and his head's going to get taken the fuck off. He'll get uppercutted into space. Yeah. And then, and then hear that song. He'll, <laughs> He'll be floating around somewhere fucking with Glover to share his tooth. Yeah. <laughs> and Overeem's head. Yeah. I saw Overeem's head leave his body. Yeah, right. You were there in person. I was there. Dude, oh, how scary God. was it? I thought he was dead. Hey, dude. So hopefully we get a good fight with Fedor because people have said it and I was there to witness it. So people have said when Fedor fights and he hits someone, it's like a buffalo getting hit with a baseball bat. Like, I don't know if it's, it's exactly like that, but it doesn't. When he hits, it doesn't sound like a regular punch, dude. It sounds like he's hitting and it's a big hit. Like, all right, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, I I've seen him live once against uh, Rogers when he knocked him out. Some of those shots like fucking thudded, like they were thuds. Fedor hits hard, dude. So can... hopefully we can. Hopefully he. I want him. I want him to knock out Frank Mir. I would like it too. I want to see Fedor win. I don't want to see Fedor lose. Yeah, no offense to Frank Mir, but I love me some Fedor. Yeah, man. Fedor is one of my favorite fighters of all time, and I know he's one of yours as well. I'm pulling for Fedor. Faux show. I was thinking of wearing my Fedor shirt, but I'm like, nah, I got to wear my Fuyo Ponte shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get me one. I, get, I need to tell Toucan to make me some. Yeah, get some fucking red ones. Yeah, I need to make some red ones. <laughs> oh, dude, I'll totally rock a Fulio podcast shirt at fucking Bellator. Just tell me how much I got to pay for it, and I'm on. You look like dorks, but we'll do it. Fuck it. <laughs> well, I'll wear one. Promo- I don't know about these guys. I'm wearing mine, though. It's a promotion for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, who are those guys with the Fulio podcast shirts? What's the Fulio podcast? I should check that out. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to paint my chest, and it's going to say, just bleed, and I'll do that. <laughs> Don't be the new just bleed the guy. Just bleed, dude. <laughs> Don't be the new just bleed guy. Don't dude, do that it. guy's so famous. Don't do it. That guy's a douche. <laughs> do you want to be known for that? No. Do no. You, do you want a gif of you <laughs> doing that? No. No, no thanks. You should you can paint FHP on there. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's do that one. If you guys don't want to know what we're talking about, check out just the Just Bleed Guy UFC on Google. Google it. I bet you'll find it. Just if, that. He, if you're listening to this show and you don't know what the Just Bleed Guy is, even if you weren't around watching MMA in that era, like mm-hmm. the, he's pretty famous. Everybody knows about him. You should be ashamed of yourself if you don't know the Just Bleed MMA guy. Fix it. Fix it. Uh, picking up fight of the night, the Coleman event, 
Jan Blahovich gets the decision win over Jimmy Manoa, avenges the decision loss that he had to Jimmy Manoa. Who would have thought it? Hmm. Who would have thought it? I know. I don't think anyone was excited for this matchup. It was kind of just a whatever. It was Jimmy Mando trying to get back on track after what two straight knockouts? Yeah, against Glover and against uh, Ozdemir. Was it against them? Am I making shit up? It was those two. Yeah, it was the. It was two in a row. No, it was only one. He'd beaten Corey Anderson. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. And he got beaten by Johnson before that. But before that, Ozdemir knocked him out, and then he came back against Blockowitz. He's been knocked out by Rumble, Gustafson, and Ozdemir. That's it? Yeah. And now, yeah. Yeah, because he was, like, on his way to the fucking... He was fast tracking himself to the title before Gus fucking put him out because everybody was, like, talking him up and talking him up about fighting Jones because he had two doctor stoppages and then knocked out Ryan Jimmo. And then yeah. Gus, and then Gus put him to sleep. Blackowitz figured him out real quick. I mean, his fight, his plan was pretty much the same. I mean, it was a close loss when when Jan Blahovich lost to, to Jimmy Manoa. <laughs> so. He made the proper adjustments because I don't think Jimmy Manoa really changes his fighting mentality or style. I think he comes in head first, and I, he's going to come in and knock you out. That's it. He's just trying to throw power shots. Yeah, and he came in trying to throw power shots, landing some good shots, but nothing really on point, nothing – Nothing that wasn't blocked by Blahovitz. Yeah. And Blahovitz was coming in to counter Jimmy Manoa. So Jimmy Manoa coming in with the simple game plan of only attack, 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 forward, 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 played into Blachowicz's hands a little bit. And um, he caught the, he caught him with an uppercut right, with a right uppercut uh, left hook too. Because Manoa was coming in, no head movement, so his head was down the middle, but he had his hands up. You know, he's got some good boxing. He keeps his hands up. Right. So he, he couldn't get him on the side. So when Manoa came in, finally, um, Blackowitz was escaping very well to the sides. So Manoa kind of followed him to the – he kind of jumped to the side with him as this guy was escaping. Manoa landed his uppercut – or, uh, sorry, Blackowitz landed his uppercut, left hook. Sat him down. Yeah. Sat him down nasty. And I thought it was over. Put him I thought this guy had gotten knocked out two times in a row. Yeah. But after that, it was kind of downhill. Jimmy kind of came with the same game plan. A little bit more hesitant because he had been dropped. I but, thought I thought Blahovitz was going to put him away in the first. Yeah, I thought he was going to put him away too. After that, Blahovitz, I think he could have... Put it on, but I think he played the he played the safe game, and I think he went the the way of the three rounds because he knew he had this guy hurt. He wasn't going to recover all the way, and he could land the shots and still look impressive and get and pick up the win. I think he could have done enough to 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 win even in the second or even in the third. I think he just needed a to put his foot on the on the gas pedal a little bit more. Oh yeah, well, Jimmy's gas tank is fucking. He's a tough dude. He's tough as fuck, but his gas tank is. 
is because he he got caught uh, at least subject. four times with that same combination, Suspect. that same upper uppercut left hook. And the first time it it, it dropped him, and those other times it wobbled him, and he he was still coming forward, nonstop. Credit to him, but I really the game plan not worked. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just I really wonder if when Jimmy Manoa trains, if he really puts in the effort to train for a three round fight, or if he's really just focusing on trying to get it out of there by the second round by knocking somebody out, and when that doesn't yes. work. Is he working on his foot movement? And I mean, like, is he working on the points? Sometimes you gotta you gotta know how to work the point game too. If you're not gonna win, if you can't get him out of there right away, and you're like, "Fuck, all right, we gotta start pointing him out. We gotta start doing something else. We gotta start winning the rounds." And maybe within winning, you trying to win the rounds, you fucking wobble him and you fucking get the knockout. They say you can't look you can't look for the knockout. And that's what it looked like this guy was doing. He's looking. He's, he's always I'm trying to knock it out. He's always just looking for the knockout, and it, and it works because he's such a high level striker against strikers that should like that should be striking with them, right? But when you have Blockowitz, such good uh, counter striking against this guy, and then whenever he did land against uh, John, uh, he would go for the takedown. He was getting hurt. He would go for the takedown to avoid getting finished. I don't know. It was a very smart game plan by Blockowitz after hurting this guy. Uh, Blahovitz was at number eleven, so he's gonna he's gonna jump into the top ten for sure. Dude, he was picking the spots very well, man. They were going in very well, very accurate. Blahovitz's problem is just. And he's been on a th- three fights now, but he went early before this streak. He was really streaky. It was win one, lose two, win one, lose two. And then he's now he's beat Cannoneer, Clark, and Manawa. Mm. I don't know how far that. <clears throat> I hope they don't jump him up too high off that win. I really don't. But yeah, especially with uh, DC, they they got time to give him some other people with DC doing the Ultimate Fighter and then fighting for the heavyweight title in the future. I don't think he's gonna jump. He might move up to like eight or seven. See that division is so weird because Shogun has the longest winning streak, and. There's so many people on the downfall that are on the top ten that are like, how the fuck are they on that list? Like, how are they? How are they so high up? It's because it's shallow, just like the heavyweight division. Yeah, it's good to see this guy at least coming up there, Blockowitz. But we need some younger talent. Volkov is good, jumping up there, taking out the old dog Verdum. But Verdum's not done. I don't think. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Um, so I'm going to preface this by saying that I am a Tom Dukenwa fan. 
Did you watch this fight? Yes. Hold on. That's why I'm. That's why okay. I'm saying this. I'm a Tom Dukenois fan. I've been a fan of Tom's before he came into the UFC. I was pushing, you know, on the show talking about it and championing for him to come in. Excited when he came in. But we can both agree that Tom Dukenois did not win this fight. Oh no, he did not win this fight. No, he did not win this fight. I thought I thought Tom Tom was definitely winning the first round until he got taken down. The takedown definitely won it for Tyrion Ware. Even though I thought Duke and Wah was winning the round. Mm-hmm. I thought Duke and Wah was winning the second round. I was getting the better of things in the second round. Um, Until, uh, I guess they didn't give Tyrion Ware the takedown. I thought he got one in the second. But he... Tyrion Ware pieced him up pretty good. I mean, Dukawab was working that leg kick, but it didn't really seem like it was affecting Tyrion No, it, it, it wasn't stopping Tyrion from coming forward and landing the boxing as Dukawab was getting off his combos. Dukawab was coming in with a one-two leg kick, yeah. always ending it with a leg kick and then escaping, always escaping towards the side. But Tyrion, it seemed to he seemed never to stop coming forward. He just seemed to tough it out. And every time Duke and Wild would come in with a one-two, this guy was exchanging back to him. Yeah. And sometimes even landing the better shots and more of the shots because he was landing body shots as well. But I don't know why. I don't know how they gave Duke and Wild the the fight. I don't either because of the takedowns and Tyrion Ware had he outstruck him. Oh yeah. Yeah, total strikes 108 to 70 and 85 significant to 67 with two takedowns and a minute 25 of control. I don't know it, how the hell Tom Dukenwa won this fight. It could have been the flashiness because Tyrion's Tyrion Ware's game plan or game wasn't it's not flashy. He's coming forward and he's if you're coming forward at him, he's exchanging. He stuck a lot of jabs in his face. Yeah. And Dukenwa is one, two, leg kick. Hey, hey, hey. What they teach you in the gym. Like, it, it, it's very, very nice looking. It's The combos look very, very good. I'm not going to lie. But were they doing damage? No. We mentioned it. The leg kicks, like, they weren't really stopping Tarion's forward movement. He seemed to be getting stronger as the fight went on. To me. Duganwai wasn't going as hard as the fight went on either like he tired for sure oh yeah dude he was well he was moving around so much he slowed down the pace slowed down a lot by the second round and then into the third um what are you gonna do brother yeah he won the fight unfortunately for Tyrion Ware but what you gonna do when they come for you it's a good segue for the for the next fight because that's what Liam yeah. Peter Sabato yeah. walked out to. <laughs> yeah, yep. He came out the bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> and it didn't really work because Leon Edwards fucking beat him up. Yeah. He, yeah, I mean, so he, I think he landed a, a right. On Edwards' chin. When he dropped him? A straight right, yeah, that yeah. dropped him. 
And that was about it that we got to see from Edwards in the stand-up department. The mo- most of the fight was Edwards and Sabata's guard and Sabata trying to land something, being very active in the first and gradually getting slower as the fight went on. But it was mostly in, in Sabata's guard. Yeah, it was a lot of guard work. When he dropped him, yeah. he followed Edwards him. seemed content to have it there. He's like, fuck it, if, you're not gonna, if you can't get me out of here. Well, Sabata's ground game is very, very good. Very. So I don't think Edwards wanted to fuck with it. I think he just wanted to stay there, get stood up, or just stay there and let the... Because he... that first round was a 10-8. Because of the with the uh, because of the drop because he dropped them because I, he dropped him yeah yeah because he dropped them yeah <clears throat> um I thought Leon Edwards I don't know man he was he seemed confident in his submission defense too because mm-hmm. Sabata had him in an armbar and he worked his way out of it Sabata looked dangerous on the floor. It just Definitely. It didn't seem like he was attacking as much. He looked very active. Sabata's very dangerous. I think he's a def, I think he's a black belt. He had very good control. I just didn't think he was throwing as much stuff. Maybe he didn't want to give up position. Position. Position, my friend. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I... I I thought Edwards did, you know, did what he had to do to win. Looked good. I mean, coasted off of that knockdown for sure. Yeah. Do what you got to do, brother. Do what you got to do to win the fight. And be smart enough to not get submitted. Mm-hmm. Good fight for Leon. Good fight, Leon. Uh, Charles Bird picks up the submission win over John Phillips. I did not Dude. really see this fight. No, uh, yeah, you didn't. You didn't miss much. It was first round, four minutes. Uh, Charles Bird right away uh, did not wait for anything. Went for the takedown, handled him on the floor, just beat him up on the floor. Uh, eventually took his back, got the rear naked choke, but it wasn't even under the neck. He just fucking, he just squeezed it. Was this Charles Bird's UFC debut? I believe so. I think he had two Dana White contenders. Yeah, he was a contender fighter. I'm not sure if it was him, but all by submission. Yeah, it was him. He was he was on the contender. Okay, he won two fights by submission. I don't know too much about Phillips. I just know he has heavy hands, and I know that's why Bird went for the takedown ASAP. And that was it. That was the end of the that was the end of the night for John Phillips. So you didn't miss. Phillips was making his UFC debut. Yeah. Oh, we talked about Danny Roberts picking up the KO win over Oliver Enkamp. Yeah, I think it was Wrights that caught Enkamp. I think two of them right off the bat. They were just stiff, uh, straight rights that uh, dropped Oliver the first time. Not so much. And then the second time kind of dropped him and turned him around. He was still there, but the ref stopped the fight. Did you see this? Did you see this one? No? Just the highlights. Okay, that's all. That, well, that's all. That's yeah, all it just was. just the knockout. Yeah, I was just saying there was only four, four strikes thrown for Danny Roberts. So yeah, I just saw yeah. the finish. But so Danny does knocked out or gets knocked out basically. Roberts really didn't do anything. 
It was his debut, though. So, Danny Roberts' debut? Uh, end camp. Okay. I thought you said Roberts. And I was like, no, Danny Roberts has got a lot of fights in the UFC. Uh, Danny Henry gets the submission win over Hakeem Duwadu. Shout out to Flying Ryan. Uh, Flying Ryan's guy, I guess. Henry. He was happy about this because the guy's Canadian. Canadian, Henry. Oh, yeah. Dempsey always pulls uh, for the Canadian. Yeah. What a nationalist. But um, Henry dropped uh, Dewudu with a right and then clamped onto the neck. Dewudu showed some good defense right away. He stopped uh, Henry from jumping guard. He kind of stopped the legs. And then Henry started readjusting readjusting fighting for it, but Dewudu was kind of fucking stunned anyway. So then he jumped the second time and tried to twist for it since he couldn't just get the clamp in. And uh, Dewudu was fighting the hands, but then when this guy jumped and twisted, again, he focused on the legs, kind of stopped him from clamping into the guard, twisted out of it, but then he just got sat down on his butt and kind of just crunched into like a guillotine and got submitted pretty nasty. It was quick. I don't know how quick it was. I didn't see it. No, you didn't see it? I didn't see anything. I told you I didn't watch any. I didn't see any of these. I just watched 421. You missed a lot of quick finishes. 421 of the first. Uh, I watched. Yeah, no. I'm telling you, Henry. Yeah, look. Two two punches landed for Henry. Three for Duru. Only thing I saw was Danny Roberts knockout highlight. Paul Craig pulling a submission out of his ass. Mm Mm-hmm. As he got. Paul Craig. Well, that's the next one because, you know, this one's over. Paul Craig and. Ankalov, yeah. Uh, I did not know Ankalov was Fedor's protege. Giving a he, he was given the Masters of Sambo by Fedor. That's what they were saying in the commentary. Like one of the only people, or one of the first ones. Oh, so he's representing Fedor. Yeah, kind of, he was kind of representing Fedor. Uh, and he and he was beating Paul Craig in my well, yeah. If you look at the numbers, it was. Beating but in my Paul opinion, he was, he was. Yeah, he was beating Paul Craig. Some would say beating the piss out of Paul Craig. Yeah, and then Paul Craig with I think like seven seconds left slapped on a submission that ended it very quick. I guess he tightened it up super fast and uh Magomed Ankalov tapped out super quick. If he would have held off if he would have said fuck it, I'm passing out, he would have won. That's shame. how close it was. That's a shame. Federer would have passed out. Yeah. Break it. Break it. Yeah, so Paul Craig gets lucky as fuck and pulls a submission out of his ass. Yeah. Uh, did you watch uh, Raging K. John? That's his name, he says. What do you think? K. K-, <laughs> K- John? Do you, think I, do you think I watched it? No. Nah. No. Versus Stevie Ray. Uh, Cajun was just using a lot of movement. Back like uh, side to side movement, very very predictable movement. The CB Ray didn't really catch up on, and they really didn't really do anything. Got kind of took took a while to get going. I gave Cajun the first two. The first round was really really hard to fucking score. Not really if you go to the numbers. Yeah, the first round's pretty pretty much in Cajuns. 
but there, nothing really happened. There's no controlling. Like the people were even booing towards the end because Cajun was just moving on the outside of the ring. Like you know, and, and like I said, very predictable. He would like go to one side for like two hops and then back to the other. Boom, See. boom, boom. I I don't know. I, I thought Stevie Ray could have caught on. Stevie Ray's been out for a while because he had a contract dispute with the UFC. He wanted more money. I don't know if that led to him not really, you know, getting back into his fight style right away, getting comfortable in there right away. But Cajun really didn't do anything, but I, I still gave him the fight. I mean, other than control, he didn't really do anything. Their total strikes were the same. Well, he had 33 significant strikes out of his 37 total, and Stevie only had 24. Mm-hmm. Raging had four minutes of control off of two takedowns, but Stevie Ray had three takedowns and a submission attempt. Looking at it, for me, I probably would have not even seen the fight, but just looking at the stats, I would have thought that would have been... You know, Stevie Ray fight. It was a close fight. I it was a boring fight. Yeah. Not a lot was done. Not, okay, like not I off said, thirty-seven. Was just using a lot strikes. of movement, not engaging. Not off thirty-seven strikes. No, I'm gonna go back and watch it. I just didn't have time today. I had to watch the main card today because I didn't get a chance to do it over the weekend. No worries, brother. I watched them both. Sorry, I mean two times. No worries, brother. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes you just don't have time. Uh, Dmitry Sanaznovsky. Yeah. Got the submission win over Mark Godbeer. Yep. Dmitry's kind of just like a big, bulky dude. He looks like a big, bulky dude. That kind of just eventually got on top of uh, Godbeer. Submitted him. He was getting outstruck by Godbeer, but it looked like whenever Dimitri hit Godbeer, Godbeer was getting hurt more. It looked like it hurt him more. He was like, fuck, I don't want I don't want this to keep happening. And then they they exchanged positions on the floor and then Dimitri eventually got on top, being the bigger guy. He is the I think he was the grappler too out of the two. Yeah, Godbeer's a fucking striker. Yeah. I think it was rear naked, if I remember right. Don't remember exactly what the submission he slapped on, but. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be your gut. Tapped. And that's the card. Yeah, it was a rear naked joke. What uh? What did you think of the card overall? I mean, I know you kind of said it in the beginning, but I I really like the card. A lot of people aren't gonna really say anything about the card because even the main event is like Volkov for Doom. Eh, people know for Doom. People don't know Volkov. Then the co-main event, it's like, well, it's a rematch. So, and then after that, it drops off if you don't know Dukinwa. Yeah. Or Terian Ware. I I wouldn't blame you. I know them, but that's because I watch fights. Right. And then Leon Edwards is like he's an English dude versus Sabata. Yeah, he's good, but no one knows who Sabata is. And then after that, it drops off even more. Like you got a lot of local talent, and then you got a lot of Russian guys, a lot of European guys that were making their debut. 
which I think is good. We need this in the UFC. They are they. It's not bad talent. It's just guys that are testing themselves here now in the UFC. Gotta start making stars. We're gonna see a lot of young talent in Bellator too. Yep. Me and you, brother. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a goddamn fucking besides Dylan Dennis making his debut. There was like one other dude, Sam Cecilia, maybe. Yeah, Sam Cecilia is gonna be there. I don't know anybody else in that fucking car, bro. But I don't watch Bellator, so yeah, Million Gracie. I mean, I know who he is, sort of, because he's a Gracie. I've seen his last fight in Bellator. I think is he the one that is that Hoist's son? I don't know. He he doesn't even look like one of them. He's got like blonde hair or something, <laughs> and like brown hair. They all got brown hair, black hair, dark hair. Yeah. Oh, a couple news stories, and then uh, yeah, that'll be it. Um, Frankie Edgar versus Cub Swanson rematches in the works for UFC Atlantic City. How do you feel about that? That's, I'd watch it again. That's a pretty I, close turnaround for Frankie Kish coming off of yeah. getting knocked out, though. Yeah, that is pretty fast. Damn, man. It's going to be a good fight, but it's a quick turnaround. Real quick. That's April 21st. Frankie just got knocked out at the end of goddamn February. Yeah. Oh, don't do this to Frankie. I mean, not that I'm worried about Cub, but that's so quick to come after getting knocked out. Yeah, Frankie wants it, though. I mean, I know Frankie wants it, and that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that rematch. I just don't want that to happen that quick. I don't know. I don't know how we feel about that. Finally, we're gonna get the dream team: Joe Rogan, Jimmy Smith, and John Anik to call UFC 223. But yeah. Jimmy Smith and Joe Rogan finally. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think I'm going to invite my friends. I think that I'm just going to watch it by myself so I can hear the commentating. And I'm not going to do a fight companion. I'm watching it with my friends, but I hope the volume turned out loud. Um, I'm going to eat a 20... Well, we are going to eat a 24-inch pizza. I could do that too, but I could just watch it by myself. Yeah. Now we'll see what happens. I'll probably invite them. My friends don't suck, though. at least the ones that i invite over for fights yeah some of mine do (laughs) no i'm stoked for this uh i'm really stoked for that fight Mm -hmm. um but jimmy smith and joe rogan that's that's that shit you've been waiting for. It's that shit I've been waiting for. It's going to be fucking beautiful. I hope John Adam just shuts the fuck up and lets Jimmy and Joe call the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Just, just sit there and shut the fuck up. <laughs> and let these two do it. You excited, brother? 
Yeah, brother. Riding the red and yellow Harley. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wally, Ar- uh, Wally Alves and Sultan Aliyev are slated for UFC 224, which is Brazil. That's going to be headlined by Amanda Nunes and Raquel Pennington. Okay. Ryan's All right. Ryan's MMA wife. <laughs> that's his that's his girl, Rocky Pennington. Yeah, why? I don't know, dude. Don't know. But that's his MMA wife. I mean, I like Rocky. I've been a fan I'm of her say, since... I'm gonna say it right now. I don't get it. Hey. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. My MMA wife will be fighting at Bellator 200, but she's only my MMA wife because she fights in MMA, but she sucks at it. But I really like her because she's beautiful. Who? Anastasia uh, Yakova. Oh. You ever seen that girl fight? She's garbage. Can't even make weight, bro. (laughs) She never makes weight. And she fights like crap, but she's so hot. Yeah, supposedly she's a striker, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, her striking is terrible. And she's a striker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say she was good. I just said she's fucking sexy. Oh, yeah, she's sexy as fuck. My other MMA wife, though, is coming into the UFC soon. KGB. Oh. KGB Lee. Who's she fighting? I don't remember. Think I think she's making her debut for Tony and Abib's fight, if I remember right. Let's look. Because we don't have a fight card this weekend or the next weekend. Well, no. Next weekend is, or this coming, yeah. Yeah, next weekend is, uh, no, you're, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Yeah, we have like two weeks off of cards. You have two more weeks off of cards. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Nope, she's not on that card. She must be on Gaethje and Gaethje and Poirier. I know she's coming up soon. Hmm. KGB. Nope, she's not on that card either. I don't know. We'll find out. I know it's a fight card coming up soon. Watterson's on there, though. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Sorry, I'm looking at cards. I'm looking at the next three fight cards that we got coming up for April. I I haven't looked at them at all, just to... Well, you got Ferguson, Khabib. Yeah, so Poirier, Gagey, Condit, and Brown, uh, Waterson and Casey. Ooh, Tim Bosch and Shoeface. That'll be a fun fight to watch. Shoeface tap out Tim Bosch. Carlos Zapato, John Moraga and Wilson Hayes. That's a good fight. Tavares Jacto. Yeah, Tavares and Jocko. Lima and Okami. All right, that's not a bad fight night card. I'm okay nah, with that. That's a good one. Kevin Lee. Oh, it's a Fox one, too. It's yeah. going to be an early one, then. Yeah. 
Kevin Lee and Edson Barboza at the end of April. Uh, Tiago Santos and David Branch. Adesanya's on there, bro. Aljamain Sterling and Brett Johns. Hangman Hooker and Jim Miller. I like that fight. I like that fight. Who'd you say? Uh, Adinyasa, the new guy. He's on the 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 preview, the one, the fight, the Fox card. Oh yeah, Israel, the new guy, What's Glory that? guy. I was looking at a different. Yeah. Oh, Anamase. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking. I was still looking at the Barboza fight, and I didn't even open. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Adesanya and Vittori. They're putting him right into the on the main card too. Yeah. I like that. And then there's a lot of fights weeks off though too, because April they don't have a fight night. There's no fight night the same night as Bellator or the next week. So you get two weeks off in April too. That's weird. But then they ramp it up from May to June. Maybe we just got used to having a bunch of cards. Yeah. Ooh. Marlon Moraes and Jimmy Rivera in June? Yeah, I think Jimmy agreed to it. Like it. Like it. It's about time these guys started fighting each other. Yeah. Agree. I agree. Got to make it happen, man. Um, And last story of the night, uh, Augusto Mendez has failed a USADA drug test and got pulled from the Atlantic City fight. USADA. Way to go, Taquino. Um... say what he is tested positive for <coughs> probably steroids looking at the veins in his arms on this picture at MMA fighting what what somebody's taking steroids can't be bro no way bro no way we don't take steroids here drug free it's the way to be let me light this bowl to that it's gonna be weird man being in Chicago for that many days fucking not be well I guess I've done it with Cleveland too but just not being in a legal state it's gonna feel weird it's only a ticket bro I know I know Indi- I didn't. It's Indiana. I gotta fucking worry about. Yeah, that's the one where you gotta worry about. I uh, gotta worry about it even more. I don't smoke and drive in Indiana. Yeah, Period. I gotta worry about it for the weed, and then it's like if I got steps, it's like, oh, you're Mexican and you got weed, get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, we should probably call this a show here. What do you think? What happened? I was just saying we should wrap it up. Yeah, I'm fucking ripped. <laughs> Me too. And it's we're coming up on an hour and 40 minutes. Aye, aye, aye. What's up? Yeah. There's action. Alright, I think that's gonna do it. You got anything, uh, any, any closing things you want to say before we go? Anything serious? Should I turn the music down? Um, okay. no, nah, I think I'm good. I didn't know if you were gonna go get deep on us. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I got nothing this week. Yeah. Once again, welcome to everybody checking us out for the first time on the Loaded Joe's Network. Uh, hopefully you guys stick around and come back. Yeah. So for Raphael, I'm Jeff, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll be back Thursday night with another episode. Others will hate, but I don't give them no breath. Go on a date, I'm at the crib with the chef, and uh, that's me. And you can order whatever. The specialty is white snake and underwear sauce. You can probably catch the summer where the sunny next. And I understand it's only because I'm popular.